A few years back, I self-published a book called The Story of Myself. In it, I share my story of living with mental health challenges and finding my solutions to overcoming those challenges. I am a teacher, mother, educational leader and writer, as well as what I like to call a professional human. Making this podcast is partly a gift to myself in this, the year that I've celebrated my 50th birthday. But I hope it might also be a gift to you if you're struggling to make sense of the world or finding it difficult to experience the joy and magic of life. Your story will not be the same as my story, but I hope that in sharing my story with you, I might encourage you to discover the strength, energy and creativity in yourself that will enable you to move on from thoughts, feelings and behaviours that have been holding you back. I promise that if you are feeling hopeless right now, there is hope. The story of myself. How to survive trauma and overcome anorexia, shame and depression. Written by Lena Carter, originally under the pen name Nell Flowers. Part 1. Now. August 2016. What would you write if you weren't afraid? Write that. Words spoken by DBC Pierre on Radio 4. It is time. It is time to write and say it all. This is a message to myself and to whoever needs to know. For almost 40 years, I have been hiding from myself, from my self. But I need to do this now. Because some days, even now, I still feel like I don't want to live. Because I still wake up anxious on a daily basis. Because deep down, I have a sense that I don't deserve to be here. Because I'm too often irritable and unkind to those I love the most. Because there are days when I consider leaving my children with their father so that they won't have to live with my erratic, difficult, damaging behaviour. Because I can see the ways in which I behave and feel about myself starting to appear in my daughter. Because I still can't go a day without exercising. Because I push myself beyond tiredness and live with an almost constant sense of exhaustion. Because I am a workaholic. Because I still get stressed if someone offers me a biscuit with a cup of tea. Because I don't eat lunch whenever possible, as it makes me feel better. Because I cannot ever rest. Because nothing is ever good enough. The house is not clean enough. We never have enough money. I never have enough friends. My work is never done well enough. I am not enough. Because my husband said to me the other day that I go to sleep and wake up talking about work. And he feels left out. Because it is painful and hurtful 
to admit to those you love and whom you share your world with that you're not happy in that world. I need to stop hurting, hurting myself and hurting others. Most of the time I do well at hiding the truth and I do count my blessings and feel grateful. I am, on paper, a huge success. I do and have it all. I'm a senior manager. I'm married to a truly wonderful man. I have found my other half. I have two incredible children. I write a blog about well-being which gets positive feedback and praise for my insight and honesty. I tweet all the right quotes and share all the right inspirational ideas on Facebook. I've trained as a therapist and been in therapy and counselling. I've read endlessly about mindfulness, psychology, brain development, eating disorders and mental health. I know as much as there is for a non-expert to know about recent research into attachment, trauma and behaviour. I know that a tendency to overwork and be driven are easy addictions to continue with in our driven society. Hard work is a good thing. Workaholism is one of those addictions that's secretly okay because it's about achieving, as is an addiction to exercise. You don't get the same criticism for being addicted to work or exercise as you do for being addicted to alcohol or cocaine. But although I know this, I continue with the ways of behaving that I've developed over years. My mantra to the people that I work with is that you must work on knowing and liking yourself above all else. You are the only person guaranteed to walk alongside you until the end of your days. And if you get that relationship right, others will be easy. Until this moment, I have talked that talk and not been able to walk that walk, but no more. Until now, I have hidden the truth because I have feared that there is no solution, that no one can help me feel better, that I am just a freak, unfixable, a tragic combination of genes, maybe autistic or bipolar or just mentally ill, a brain or a mind gone wrong and never to be made right. But a conversation last week made me realise that it is in my control to make it right. There is a simple part of the puzzle that needs to be fitted before I can move on. Some bad things happened to me once. On the scale of it, they weren't really bad things, and other people might have experienced them and not reacted as I did. But for me, they were traumatic and resulted in me developing ways of trying to protect myself against trauma in the future. Over the years, those ways of behaving have become ingrained and they are hard to let go of. But hard is not impossible. Life is not perfect. Bad things happen and we can't always control events around us. There are good feelings as well as bad but we can have control over our thoughts and our actions if we understand deeply who we are and why we have behaved in certain ways in the past. This is my story. It is based on a number of diary entries and memories. 
The diary entries are reproduced and retyped exactly as they were handwritten, except where I've altered things to preserve anonymity. I admit to cringing at many of them, but they were, and therefore are, part of me. Brene Brown has written about the need for us to live with shame and vulnerability, and in telling this story, I make myself vulnerable. I am telling this story to help me understand it, and to help me move on. And why am I telling you? Because maybe, just maybe, I can help you too. You aren't me, and you will have your own story to tell. But perhaps in reading my story, you will gain some hope. We can be broken, and we can be fixed again. People will hurt us, but we can stop hurting. We can survive, but we can do more than survive. We can thrive. Once you have read my story, write your own and get others to write theirs. Don't let them sit on the hurt for 40 years. There are moments in this story where it is clear that I made huge strides forward in my understanding and life. But there is also a repetition of key themes. In many ways, this leads me to a sense of frustration as to why I did not get further sooner. The same positive things said. The same promises to do what was needed, but then these promises broken and shown to be shallow words. Talking the talk, but not really believing what I was saying or walking the walk. Failing to admit to an underlying truth so obvious, yet so difficult to acknowledge. The simplest thing, which has resulted in huge long-term complication and confusion. Until now, I have refused to face up to the thing that has blocked the sun, and I have failed to put to rest my sense of not being worthy of all the sun's light and warmth. It is the ultimate source of my shame and the hardest truth to tell.